0: And in a way, everyone has the same space as well to speak up. Um, So I think in that sense, maybe virtual meetings in a way already provide a platform for uh, inclusivity in that sense.
1: This is the Leadership 480 Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Leadership 480 Podcast. I'm your host, Beth Alms. And today we're talking about leading virtual meetings. And I know, I know, a lot of us are suffering from Zoom fatigue. And the last thing you want to see right now is that familiar grid of faces on our screens. But let's face it, for some of us, the virtual office is going to be here to stay long past the pandemic. Uh, A lot of companies are going to be offering remote work as a perk. And a lot of folks will be working from home and or wherever they travel. Um, So whether you return to the office full time or whether you decide to stay at home. The reality here is that virtual meetings are here to stay. And the least we can do is make them a lot better. And that is why I have my guest today on the show, Greta Perman. Greta is a leadership consultant and a psychologist in DDI's London office. And she's been spending a lot of her time this past year focusing on virtual meetings, both for herself and her clients. Greta, welcome to the Leadership 480 podcast.
0: Hi Beth, thanks for having me. So my first question for you, Greta, is
1: about settling a debate that's out there about virtual meetings. For some folks, they see no difference in participating virtually. Maybe they've worked for a tech company and worked remotely for years, or maybe they're part of an international team. On the other hand, you've got a lot of people who feel like unless they're sitting right in front of you, you can't have a meaningful conversation. So where do you fall in the debate of virtual versus in-person meetings?
0: Yes, I think um, I, I agree with what you said, Beth. I think for some people it's been a very natural progression now to just switch all the meetings to a virtual format. So it's been probably quite, yeah, quite natural and quite of a not sort of a big change for them versus for others where, yeah, they has never had any virtual meetings or very rarely and now all of a sudden, that's that's all you have. That's all you get. So um, it's a bit more of a dramatic change that might involve using some technology that you are not used to or um, yeah, just generally not being able to interact with people face-to-face uh, where that might be your natural preference. Um, but as you correctly said, I think virtual meetings are here to stay, at least for the foreseeable future. So what we can do is make the best out of those virtual meetings that we have to make them a bit less painful for all of us. (laughs) So
1: as you've worked with clients and you've been in meetings in the past year or so, what kind of pitfalls do you see people fall into when it comes to these virtual meetings?
0: Yeah, there's definitely a few, I would say, generic pitfalls people fall into when they are heading into a virtual meeting. I think the most important one is to to kind of forget the human aspect that Mm -hmm. otherwise you would have if it was a face-to-face because you would interact sort of human to human and now what we do is we interact screen to screen but in fact it is still human to human it's just a different medium so there is a risk here to forget those very essential communication and essential leadership skills such as uh, showing empathy asking open questions um yeah, being inclusive, asking for involvement, things like this that we might just skip more easily because we're just looking at a black quadratic screen in front of us and we sort of really miss out on on the human aspect. I think that's one of the biggest pitfalls that people uh, have fallen into that I have seen people fall into. Um, what I also have seen is that it's probably generally re- reduced by now because we've been in this for so long, but there's definitely a bit of has been a bit of a clash, especially in those um, early months, I would say. Um, One other thing is that if you have virtual meetings, what can happen is if you're not using the camera function, is that you're literally missing Mm -hmm. out on all of the nonverbal clues and the nonverbal communication that you would otherwise have. And um, experts say that 70 to 93% of our communication is nonverbal. And so if all of a sudden we don't have this, then it obviously suggests that there's a lot of information that gets sort of lost in, in translation mm-hmm. and in between the cables and wires between person A and B. So um, I would also say, uh, you know, use camera as much as possible where you can because it just makes it more human and you will be able to pick up on some of those nonverbal clues as well that are just so important to any communication.
1: That's such a good point, Greta. And for our listeners, you can't tell, but Greta and I are both on camera. So I'm, as I'm sitting here, I'm <laughs> nodding along, telling you I understand what you're saying, and I'm agreeing with you. And I think your point about the nonverbal communication is just so important. And what gets lost in the meantime, I, I find myself when I'm presenting or speaking, if I can't see the person on the other end and they're quiet, I'm like, I have no idea. What you're thinking to you are you quiet because you hate this idea are you quiet because it makes so much sense it's hard to say
0: yeah yeah that's so true and even and even now right i mean we see each other face to face but it's not mm-hmm. like like proper face to face where i would see even your mm-hmm. um your reacts like how you use your arms how you're sitting i think there is so much more there that i even don't see right now even if we see sort of just the, the upper part let's say so uh, I think there's still a lot of element there to get some information, ask a bit more open questions, um, mm-hmm. because as you say, yeah, you don't, you simply don't get enough nonverbal clues. So what we might need to be mindful of is even ask more, so um, and ask openly. So something like, you know, move away from "Hey, do you have questions?" to "What questions do you have?" It just makes such a difference, doesn't it? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think, and maybe, you know, asking some people specifically who have been quiet, I would imagine, too. I don't know about you, but anytime I ask, does anyone have any questions? I'm usually met with a big blank silence for a while. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. That's so true. And there's obviously those who are um, more confident to speak up. Uh, again, That's the same, I think, if it was face-to-face or virtual um but again one of those almost pitfalls as well you can have and maybe ignoring people who mm-hmm. might have been quiet so it's a good opportunity to yeah really address them also by name like make some notes or track especially those who might just not have spoken up yet and address those as well to be um, quite inclusive as well in a virtual meeting
1: yeah so this is a leadership podcast and I have to ask, as we think about structuring these virtual meetings, what's the leader's role in helping these to go better?
0: Um, I think first to differentiate between the leader that that might just not be the person who is leading the meeting, maybe someone who's called in the meeting. But um, I'm going to answer this question now from the perspective of the meeting leader. Mm-hmm. So I I. I think the most important piece is that the meeting leader is, is a role model. So the meeting leader will probably also have been a participant in meetings that other people have hosted. Um, so what's important is, I think, really be be this role model also for other people's meetings to then ask the same for others in the meeting that you are hosting. Um, you know, being, being on time, things like this, um, Being prepared, having Mm -hmm. an agenda ready, asking for people's input already up front, setting the ground rules. That's another important piece, like making sure uh, you set ground rules for meetings, especially if you're sort of setting up new meetings, for example, new weekly meetings with clients or with the team. Yeah, just aligning, making sure everyone um, is aligned with what those ground rules are. This might be, as I just said, maybe being you know being on time or raising your hand if you've got a question, mentioning your name before you speak up, uh, those kind of things. Um, another important one is also being a host. And what I mean with that is it's almost like the host of a party. So you're the mm-hmm. host of your meeting party. Um, research has shown that the mood, of a meeting leader has a significant impact on the mood of others that are in the meeting. So to give you, that's a negative example (laughs) a of a meeting that I've been in where the meeting leader was just in a really bad mood, I would say. And it Mm -hmm. just swapped over to me and to all others so much. You could really sort of feel the tension, so considering, you know, how important and how crucial your own mood is as a meeting leader, it's probably worth, um, you know, keeping that in mind as well. And if, if it's a day that's just really not gone well, you're sort of not feeling great, and you just can't shake it off, uh, even, you know, maybe a, a good reason to just uh, reschedule the meeting if needed, because it's just such an important role that you're playing as the meeting leader. Um, and the other one, and I'm using another analogy now, is the one of a of a steward. And mm-hmm. what I mean with that is the, um, yeah, a steward of people's time. So you're obviously scheduled, say, you know, an hour of a meeting. So you want to make sure you make best use of people's time. And if you see um, conversations are derailing, um, you're sort of moving away too much from the agenda you've identified, um, it's, a, it's a good for you or a good moment and for you as a meeting leader to stop the the derailing that's happening at the moment and um, use some of the process skills such as um, making procedural suggestions to move back to the agenda points or talk about something Mm -hmm. in a different meeting. So really being mindful of people's time and sort of keeping the goal of the meeting still at the top of the head.
1: Yeah, I think that's one aspect that just can't be overlooked, the importance of keeping people on the agenda. We've all been in those meetings where they can really go, um, really kind of run run into their own direction that you never intended them to be. Um, I like your concept of being a great host for the meeting and really the agenda and making sure you have everything planned um, now, in my head, I'm having a hard time shaking the idea that it means you should provide snacks for everyone. But I guess in the virtual world, we give those up. But, um, <laughs> you know, I was thinking about this a lot lately. Um, some folks may have seen uh, Jeff Bezos step down at Amazon recently. And one of the big things that I have seen in the news is him talking about how important um, they made meetings. So trying to keep meetings small, trying to keep them super focused and people would spend weeks putting together their um you know any advance work the the brief memo they would tell people about what this meeting is about and the agenda. So um, can you talk a little bit about you know creating a great agenda that helps things move smoothly?
0: Um, yes, definitely. So um, I think what you what you really want to start with is is the goal. Like, what's the goal of the meeting? I think this is something so valid being it for a face-to-face meeting or a virtual like really, start with the goal like what do I want to get out of this meeting this is where it all starts and I think from there then you would be able to draft your agenda and to get an understanding of who needs to be in this meeting or even do I even need a meeting mm-hmm. because if the goal is you know you, you sort of reflect and, and the goal is you need to bring some information across you figure out all I want to do is just bring information across then I think a meeting is probably not the right method and you might just want to choose something else such as as simple as an email or a recorded webinar or something like this. So I would say really reflect very well, what do I want to get out of it and take it from there? Yeah, I think so. Um, You know, that
1: great. One of my favorite uh, memes I think I've seen is just a mug with that says, you know, this meeting could have been an email. (laughs) That's that's, that's always (laughs) such a great point. Like, could you have gotten across the same amount of information in, in a quick email rather than a meeting?
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's just such um. if you ask people like, yeah, where they spend most of their time, lots of people would just say, yeah, in meetings. <laughs> so yes. it's really around, yeah, where, where, where could I even skip a meeting? And I think that's another thing, maybe another pitfall, if you think about the virtual meetings, it's just so much easier now to set them up. All it takes is a click a button and I might add click another one at the plus button and just add someone else. And here we are, we have a meeting of three people in an instant, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, in those situations where maybe you're not prepared, you don't have an agenda, but you're making, uh, you know, asking for a lot of time for people. So maybe, you know, this could have been an email, for example, or, or just something else. So, um, yeah, almost, yeah, be even more mindful how quick it, how quick it can be now to be included in meetings much quicker than it even would be in the face-to-face world (laughs) that we were living in before yeah absolutely and i did want to ask about
1: inclusion you had brought that up a little bit earlier as well Mm -hmm. Um, and i think it's something a lot of us struggle with even in face-to-face meetings Um, the most dominant personality you know they might unconsciously end up leading and and dominating the conversation they don't necessarily mean to but they do Um, and then people who feel like they have different views or they have less power, they end up staying quiet. Um, and that was hard enough when everyone was staring each other in the face, you know, to be inclusive. A lot of times people had a hard time with it. And now when it's, people are virtual, it can be even harder. So how can we be more inclusive really intentionally in these virtual meetings?
0: Yeah, so it just makes me think of a very nice uh, story um, from our team, actually. So um, most of the people in our team are located in Europe, and there is one team member, she's located in the United States. Um, and obviously, yeah, since about one year now, we're having all our meetings virtually. And recently she said to me, you know what, Greta, I have just never felt more included, or more inclusive mm-hmm. in the team uh, since sort of the last year. Um because we've been holding all these virtual meetings that uh, just doesn't differentiate anymore where you're sitting where you're based where you're calling from um yeah we're sort of all all equal and all the same and in a way i think that's that's just such a nice thought and it's so true because um all of a sudden yeah it's just this the geographical location where you're based it doesn't matter anymore and everyone um is sitting in the same seat. There is no such thing as a uh, usual sitting arrangement, for example, Mm -hmm. that just gives maybe some people a different advantage. Um, And in a way, everyone has the same space as well to speak up. Um, So I think in that sense, maybe virtual meetings in a way already provide a platform for uh, inclusivity in that sense. Um, What's important, I think that's one of the points I've mentioned earlier already, is To still, as a meeting leader, to still keep an eye out for those who just haven't been so vocal. As obviously, as correctly said, for some people it's just easier to speak up and for others it isn't. And that will Mm -hmm. be the same in whatever format you're having a meeting in. But um, also addressing those that have been quiet and seeing what what input that they want to share. As it's, you might just need to address those a bit more proactive than others. Um, calling them by name, asking open questions, um, and one thing that a meeting leader could and I think should obviously do as well, if 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 it's important for the meeting leader to be inclusive, is also ask for feedback after a meeting or a couple of meetings. Just asking people, you know, how inclusive did you feel by my meeting style to get a bit of an external view as well.
1: Mm, that's a really great point to ask for that feedback um, and to. You know, you don't want to put anybody on the spot. This isn't a, <laughs> the point isn't to quiz anybody or make sure, you know, where are you really listening, but um, make sure you're giving the opportunity for folks to speak up. And I imagine it really helps with engagement in the meetings as well, rather than, you know, if everybody's off camera, somebody's, people could be on their phones or doing other multitasking and you have no idea, um, <laughs> you know, and I think that that's a great, great way to keep people engaged. Yeah. Um, So for my last question, which I ask all of our guests on the show, what was a moment of leadership that had a big impact on you and your life? Whether it was for good, for bad, in a meeting, out of a meeting, um, just a moment of leadership that had a big Mm -hmm. impact.
0: Yeah, so here comes a a more positive story than (laughs) my (laughs) negative my negative example that I shared earlier. So um, one thing that really comes to mind is that um, yeah, a few years ago, a previous manager of mine has given to all the women in his team the book called Lean In, written by Sherry Sandberg.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's just left um, such a footprint really in my life because um, probably it's just really been one of those examples where you move away from Hey, this is what you could do. I have an idea what you might be able to do. Maybe here is a book recommendation uh to you know here is a book i have I have bought a book for you. I have written uh something inspiring for you on page one uh, take it go away read it and and really make it yours like lean in, take charge, make the ask um and that's really not to me but to all the women in his team um. Yeah, it's just really something I will always remember. And I always, when I look at this book, it makes me think back of uh, his leadership style and how much I've learned under his supervision. So, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: he really he was really focused on on the potential on and building that, and for all of you, that's an that's a wonderful story. Thanks, Breta. Yeah. So thank you for joining us today, Greta. I hope all of our listeners found this to be a good use of their kind of quote meeting time with us virtually here. Um, Thank you for spending part of your 480 with us today. I'm Beth Alms reminding
0: you to make every moment of leadership count.